Welcome to Author Express. Thanks for checking us out. This is the podcast where you give us 15 minutes of your time and we give you a chance to hear the voice behind the pages and get to know some of your favorite writers in a new light. I'm one of your hosts, Kathleen Basie. I'm an award-winning musical composer, a feature writer, essayist, and of course, storyteller. Let me tell you a little bit about today's guest. Julie Balco is the author of The Things We Keep, her first novel, which one reviewer said, every woman should read whether your mom is alive or dead. She's also a freelance writer, creative director, and regular mommy guru to her three daughters who inspire her every day. She just finished her second novel and is hoping to score an agent. Welcome, Julie. Thank you. It's fun to be here. Good. Um, we're so glad you are. So let's start out by um, by telling me what's the most interesting thing about where you live. Probably the interesting thing um, is that I am a total mutt and I don't even know where I would tell someone where I live anymore. Um, I was <laughs> born in Chicago, lived in Philly, lived in Boston, lived in North Carolina. And then a year ago, I moved outside Seattle, Washington. So I am, um, I like to move, I guess. I'm from a lot of places. Whew, that's a, I'm a person who sit, who puts down roots and stays there. So that's a, I, I love to visit places and I always think, oh, would I like to live here? But I can never quite make myself do it. So good for you. <laughs> you find it's relatively easy to put down new roots? You know, this time was a huge move from North Carolina to Washington. And as my kids get older, um, I can tell that I told them this will be the last time I move once once they graduate, that, then I'll move again. It's, it's definitely harder with kids. <laughs> But it's yeah. something you learn, everything, you know, there's definitely cool parts to the country. And I love learning about new places. That's very cool. What is something you wish you could have understood more deeply when you were 20 years old? The one thing would probably be that parents don't last forever. Uh, I lost my mom at, in my late 20s. And that was, it was just mm. unexpected, right? In your 20s, you're kind of a jerk. Or at least I was. I was super independent. I was a fine daughter, but you just, you don't expect your parents aren't going to be around. And it actually has mm-hmm. been me to write my book is that going through grief, I was just really unprepared for that. I mm. read a lot of fiction books and I, I felt like I was let down. It's like, why well, had no fiction book kind of delved into grief so that I had a hint that it was, you know, it wasn't going to be a, a one page and done kind of journey. So that mm. the idea that one day if I should write a book, I wanted to use grief as a theme. So that way anybody going through it wouldn't feel alone. So that lesson I learned in my 20s stuck with me for a very, very long time. Yeah, that's a that's a big one. I, I think that's hard for a lot of us to imagine losing a parent at that age. You still almost feel like a child. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I actually was my mother and my first daughter only laughed by it uh, by a few months. And, and that's hard. That's a time where you really appreciate your mother is when you have. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I had a lot of perspective that I, I wish I had had um, when she was alive. Mm, yeah. Was she ill for a long time or did you have a chance to say goodbye? Yeah, she had breast cancer, which also shows up in my book. I made the main character actually studies breast cancer. I did a lot of research into um, cancer itself. My husband studies breast cancer. He's a scientist, so he helped me with the science angle of the book. And my daughters also all love science. So I really wanted a main character that was in STEM, that had a job that I knew my daughters might want one day. So the main character, Serena, in my book is an academic scientist studying breast cancer. So it, I guess mm. it me a chance to help, you know, cure the cancer my mom didn't, couldn't be cured of. 
It gives you, I would imagine, it's probably pretty cathartic to do this writing, almost like a, a way to process your own grief. Yeah, I joke that my book is cheaper than therapy. I don't know if that's <laughs> for me, but it was. It was really interesting to write it and to be able to weave all these different things and delve into things that, you know, once I had some space from, it was therapeutic. Hmm. So it sounds like this book is incredibly intensely personal to you. That's really great. Um, tell, can you tell us, first of all, tell us the name of the book again. It's called The Things We Keep by Julie Balco. There's another Things We Keep that's not mine. <laughs> yes, right. Well, so what was the hardest part of your book to write? So I tell all the readers, the first three chapters definitely start heavy because to write a book where grief is the theme, I had to make you learn about characters and then kill one off rather quickly. So you mm -hmm. start in like the throes of, of the mother dying. And mm -hmm. while it wasn't hard to write, I had had many years since my mom had passed. I had learned I was getting published actually two weeks after my dad passed away and, and that was not expected. So I was mm -hmm. editing the book while going through grief and it was very raw and really hard. I cried mm -hmm. a lot, but I heard from readers that it felt really honest and real. And so many readers have reached out to me saying, you know, you've captured it, I'm going through this and like being very thankful. Um, and that makes me just feel amazing because that was my goal was that anybody going through grief could be like, feel something from the book. Well, that sort of answers my question because I was going to ask you, what do you hope readers take away from it? But it sounds like you've already heard from readers that you've achieved that goal. That must feel really good. Yeah, no, it definitely does. And I do want to assure anybody reading it, it's not all sad. Once, you know, there is some uh, story of hope and forgiveness. There's um, the mother character and the daughter character have a really tough relationship. And one of the major themes in my book is that, you know, love is super complicated and that love does not have to be perfect to still be loved. And so it ends, it ends very hopeful and with some forgiveness. That sounds absolutely lovely. So you're writing another book now. What what part of writing brings you the most joy? Actually, I finished my second book and I'm on my third. So the writing part is what brings me the most joy because, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm not much of an outliner. I'm definitely a pantser, which means, you know, wherever the story goes, it goes. And I love that feeling of when the words are like in your head and you get them all down on paper and it's like one big exhale. So definitely the writing is the joy. So the, are you a are you a pantser? Yes. I'm trying with the third one to do a little bit of outlining just, you know, to help to make sure I have all the things now that it's my third one. <laughs> but the story goes where the story goes. The story goes where the story goes. That's great. I, I don't function that way. I have to have it all plotted out. <laughs> well, the funny so, thing, if you read my first book, The Things We Keep, there is a huge reveal that even I didn't know when I started writing the book. So, you know, makes it fun. Yeah, and it's good to leave space. I, I do believe that even a panther has to leave space for the for the spirit to move and for the process to reveal things that are not obvious at the beginning. So it sounds like that's where you are already. Yeah. So what is one thing you wish you knew sooner about the process of getting a novel published? Um, that the writing is the fun part. The writing is the easy part. And I don't think I would have ever thought that book writing was the easiest part. But, you know, getting it published is it takes a long time. It's mentally draining. It's a little soul crushing. And then, mm. you know, marketing and everything that comes after it, it's it's a lot. So enjoy the writing because it all gets harder from there. <laughs> that words of hope. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about the process of getting your novel published? 
Sure. So for the things we keep, um, you know, debut author. So um, I had read a few different ways to get publishers and agents. And there were these pitch war contests happening on Twitter. They happen now, but not as often. And I mm-hmm. thought, oh, I'm not on Twitter. Let me get on Twitter and, you know, try to get an audience. And turned out it wasn't that hard for me to gain some followers because I write all day long anyways. Um, so I'm actually misplaced comma on Twitter. So I have about 20,000 followers. And then I did the stitch work. Wow. I know. Who knew? It's me, my cat, my dog. We have a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> but I found my publisher through there, through this contest. For the second book, I really want an agent because I just want the distribution. My second book is a lot of fun. It's funny. Mm-hmm. It's as opposite as my first book as possible, just by chance, um, but still has strong female characters. You know, that's probably my one thing that I love. I love complicated characters. Um, oh, yes. I mean, it's so real. That gives you the chance to be real in your life. Yeah. So it ha- right now, three agents have the full of it, and I'm waiting, trying to be patient. But, you know. <laughs> it's the hardest thing. And, and every time you open your email, then you're like, is today the day? Yeah. Oh, today will be the day. <laughs> right. Right. So where do you see yourself in 10 years then? I mean, I hope I keep writing books. I, I'm a writer as my day job, but more like branding and advertising. I love to write. But being uh, writing books is the best. So I would love nothing mm-hmm. more than to have a publisher or somebody that believes in me and lets me keep writing because I have more, more stories to tell. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. What do you want to tell other people who dream about writing a book? Besides, it gets harder after you write it. I'd like, <laughs> oh, run away. Um, no, <laughs> I would say, you know, be true to who you are. There are so many writers. There's so many platforms. There's so many people doing amazing things like just don't look like stay in your lane, be who you are and trust your own voice. And that's what you're providing to the world. Don't compare. That is, you know, there's this, uh, there's this comparison is the thief of joy is that one phrase. And then I also think about there's, there's this poem called Desiderata that my mom had hanging on the wall when I was a kid that said something, um, it said something like, um, there will always be those who are greater and lesser than yourself. And I think of that all the time because it really does. I mean, when we are, when we're doing this work of writing and especially writing a story, it's like you're pulling something out from inside yourself and just laying it out there to be pulled apart. So it really does. If, if somebody else gets 20,000 Twitter followers, I'm like, Oh, I'm a terrible, I'm a loser, you know? Yeah. But then, you know, someone else gets a bigger publishing deal and then I'm like, Oh, I wish I had that. You know, like you could spend your whole there. The cool thing about writers is, everybody's so good and everybody brings their own voice and from little books to big books like there are readers out there that will inspire and you know be moved by your words so that's that's what i love there's there's infinite space for infinite writers that is so true and the writing community really is great sometimes the the publishing process can be so brutal and you know they don't call it the query trenches for nothing it's good to remember how great the writing community is and how generous especially i've found in in the women's fiction community yeah no it's it's amazing and you know the thing about being an author is you tend to be a reader too so um Mm. I, i love that's probably the number one way i inspire myself is i read about a book a week all different ones and um you can always you know be inspired by a book Okay, so I'm going to ask you one more question, which is, how do you find time with three children to read a book a week? How do you how do you manage that? I will tell you because it actually I had a um, find. I am terrible with self care. I don't drink water. I hardly move. I'm not a good specimen for any of that. 
but reading books is my self-care. It is my therapy. It is the time my brain goes quiet. So at the end of the day, my kids know it's time for them to go to their bed and it's time for mom to go to her bed. And that is when she reads. And even if it's just a half hour at night, um, it makes me so happy. I get my PJs, I get my book and I am just like happy as a clam and it's my time. That sounds really lovely, actually. Okay, so tell us, where's the best place for people to go to find you online? Is it Twitter? Uh, I mean, happy, you know, if people like to, to read, I'm definitely on Twitter every day causing some trouble. Um, you know, the book is on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, all the usual places. I do have a website if you want to learn more about me, which is Julie, J-U-L-E-E, Balco, B-A-L-K-O dot com. And you can learn a little bit more about the things we keep, some of my other writing. And I also write poetry too, you know, and by spare, spare time. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that can be uh, self-care as well, I think. I haven't done poetry in years, but I used to do that a lot. Well, you know, at poetry, okay. from Twitter, um, there's a group called Move Me Poetry, and every week we write poems, and it's totally about creativity and having fun. Oh, that sounds very nice. So tell me then, in all of these books that you have read, what book or story inspires you the most? So I'm going to totally cheat on this and say it's always whatever book I'm reading next. This week I'm reading Song of Achilles, which I had read. I have a long list of books like, ooh, I want to read it. Beautiful language, just gorgeous. Um, I read Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow last week. Again, that one won the uh, Goodreads Award, so I knew I had to read it. Great characters, um, friendship, like not what I expected from a book. And I love that people love it because it's not like super plot driven, but um, just fell in love with it. So yeah, whatever book I'm reading next is what I love. Well, that's a good way to be because then it means you're always happy. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time with us today, Julie. Again, the novel is The Things We Keep, and you can find her at juliebalco.com. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for talking with me. Thanks for joining us. We hope you'll take a second to give us some stars or a review on your favorite podcasting platform. We'll be back next Wednesday. And in the meantime, follow us on Instagram at Author Express Podcast to see who's coming up next. Don't forget, keep it express but keep it interesting.